CV ready. Spawn more overlords. You have not enough minerals. You are listening to the Grassroots StarCraft II Podcast, Episode 3, originally released on August 14th, 2022. This episode will be an interview with Masters 1 player and streamer, Blarg. All right, mic check. Yes, yes, hello. Welcome, internet. Yeah, pretty cool. Internet, very nice, very nice. We're back here with the Grassroots StarCraft II podcast, episode three. It's definitely been a minute here. Uh, it's been a little bit over a month since the last episode with Grim Faith, and we are here now with Blarg. Uh, Blarg, thank you for coming on the show today. Oh yeah, of course. And again, thank you for helping me out set up this episode. We're a lot more prepared this time around. We categorized the questions and broke it down by player, streamer. Uh, as a, for the first for the podcast, actually, we have team manager section and fan and a little bit of an outro. So really looking forward to this episode with you. Sure. Okay, so let's jump right into the podcast. Uh, we'll start with the section uh, titled Player. Uh, the first question for you as a warm-up here, when did you start playing StarCraft II? Um, I'd say originally I was like first exposed to it when I was like eight back in 2013, but I really started uh, like laddering in like mid-2020. So I guess since mid-2020, I would say. Okay, so definitely for more serious gameplay, you would say the past two years, and but you even you started even younger at a pretty young age, so yeah, that's a really good early foundation for such a mechanically difficult and a strategically difficult game. Yeah, for sure. And so, what race did you first start playing with the game? Um, I, th I think I first started just playing with Zerg. I experimented with the others, but really just stuck to Zerg and. Uh playing it for basically forever okay so you started playing with zerg and you're still playing that race today yeah okay and what attracted you about zerg as a race compared to the other races um i don't know i just feel like with how i like wanted to play an rts game i would say that zerg is like the one that i like wanted i don't know i feel like i related to it a lot it sounds kind of weird but i felt like that was the one, you know? Okay. And have you played any previous RTS prior to StarCraft? Um, no, I, I, uh, yeah, StarCraft's my first one. And I think only one so far. Right. Same here. I, I played a little bit of Brood War in college, like one or two games, but I didn't really know what StarCraft was. And similar to you, it's my, my first RTS. Yeah. Okay. So you've been playing seriously for the past two years. You're Zerg. And tell me, yeah. what's what is your favorite mashup? Um, I would have to say ZVT. I'd say is my favorite one. ZVT, I, I, that's a really difficult matchup. The past couple seasons, um, I would say it's probably the mechanically the most demanding matchup, even more so than ZVZ. Oh yeah, for sure. With the uh, the large queen meta, the spreading of the creep, uh, the Ling Bane. 
composition. So is that the composition that you like for it? Or are you more of like a roach player? Um, yeah, I'd say I'd usually stick to the Ling Bane part of it. I've tried some roach, but I don't know. I just couldn't really stick with it. And what's, what is your challenge with ZBT, would you say? Is that your best matchup? Yeah, I would say just straight up macro, I'd say it's my best matchup. I'd say the thing that I have the most trouble with is like, <clears throat> Widow Mines. Is it hard to deal with? Right. Yeah, they definitely require a lot of micro and uh, similar maybe to like kind of disruptor encounters or st storm. If you're not paying super close attention to your army, it definitely seems like an opportunity to uh, F up for lack of better, better words. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into the next question here. What is your current MMR range? And I, I framed it as range because a lot of players, you know, they fluctuate, let's say, at least a couple hundred MMR. Yeah. Um, I would say that I typically, in between 4,600 and 4,700, I've been in size 48, but right now I am 45 because I just haven't played in like two weeks. Okay, so peak 4,800, and then on the bottom end, we're looking at 4,500, which is uh, very respectable, I would say, for, for this game. And I think what's unique about you as a player compared to other folks I've seen on Twitter or on the ladder or on streams is the rate of improvement that you've really found yourself within the, let's say the past two years. Right. So let's, yeah. let's talk about your rate of improvement because I, I've been kind of a, a fan of yours in a sense where I've even said, you know, GM before 2023. So tell me about your rate of improvement. Where did you start out with kind of in 2022 and how quickly did you progress, would you say? Um, I would say that I really, like, I took a break from ladder from, like, 2020 to 2021. Like, these past, like, six months, I've just been, like, grinding out. I started at, like, 3.3, then, like, in three months, got all the way up to, like, 4.7, I think. It was pretty fast. I just cheesed a lot. But also, cheese does help with, like, playing standard and stuff in a way. So then I learned that a little bit after. That is a really remarkable difference going from 3.3k, which is, if I could guess here, it's probably like Diamond 3 range. Yeah, Diamond, diamond 3 about, I think. Okay, so you went from Diamond 3 solidly into the Master League mm -hmm. division. And even though you're mostly a macro player, you found that Cheese helped you actually progress. Do, was, why was that, do you think? Um, I don't know. I just uh, had somebody give me like a couple... Well, I'd say really one old cheese that you don't see too often, the three rav one. Okay, yeah, I remember streaming one time and you actually kind of live coached me about that in Z for ZVT in particular. And it's yeah, it's super effective if they don't get the bunker up and you're morphing those three ravagers right at their natural ramp. Um, mm -hmm. So I would definitely say it's a quick way to gain MMR and maybe even have the opportunity to understand from the other perspective you know as a, if you want to remain a macro player it seems like in order to understand how to defend cheese you have to almost cheese yourself right yeah okay and uh while we're kind of on the topic of cheese here what what is your favorite cheese per matchup so let's go like zvz zvt and zvp um zvc i would have to say that the uh 13 12 is pretty strong i mean if they don't scout the banes it's pretty hard to stop i uh i think in my opinion at least 
And CVP, I'd have to go 3-Rev and CVT 3-Rev. Um, yeah, they're just really strong in their own ways. But they also can get hard countered pretty easily if they know like what's coming. Okay, so ZVZ, 13-12. And for some reason, anybody that's unfamiliar with 13-12, you know, you're getting a... A quick, you're not even expanding, right? Let's talk, let's talk maybe a little bit more on a high level about each cheese. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, 1312 is basically a one base ling flood that you just uh, add bane links on to just keep flooding in links and making banes right there and just trying to break them. I'd say that's about it for 1312. It's not really anything too special, I'd say. Sure. Yeah, just, just for, you know, folks that are in all the varying leagues that are listening to this live now or in the future you get a better understanding of what type type of cheese you're talking about here and so for the three rav for is it for zvt and zvp yeah zvt and zvp um it's basically where you go pull first then get your hatch then throw it on a roach warren morph in the three ravagers and try to bust down their either depot or their first pylon and you just flood links in and hopefully win yeah, I haven't tried that for ZVP. I've only tried it for ZVT, but now you've got me wanting to, to try it for ZVP. So I definitely oh, don't yeah. don't want to get into those long uh, Stargate games against uh, as a Zerg, you know, against the Protoss that's going Stargate. Yeah, darn. Okay, so we're still hanging out in the player section of the podcast. Let's talk about your goals as a player. Um, do you have kind of concrete goals now that you're masters you've achieved masters one what are your what are your goals as a player do you want to get gm or are you are you kind of happy where you're at right now um i would honestly say i'm happy where i'm at just because of like the rate and improvement i didn't really expect to get up all the way to like 4.8 so fast so but yeah i definitely like to um flirt with the gm maybe um, i don't know i'll probably start laddering again pretty soon so Hopefully that works out uh, well for me. As a fan and as a player, yeah, I'm, I'm only in Diamond League. But I, I see kind of the transition for people that are streamers and players that go from that high Master League to, to GM. There's definitely more notoriety in the scene, uh, a lot more recognition. So that might be good for, you know, the role you have as a team manager, which we'll talk about later in this podcast. Okay, uh, we can keep going with player here. Maybe some ad hoc questions that I didn't add in here. Uh, let's talk about off race, right? So off race. I've been, I've been watching your stream on and off, and you've really been enjoying Terran. It seems. Let's talk about oh, that. Yeah, Terran. Yeah, I love Terran. Um, a lot of like Zergs that I know like to off race with Terran uh, more than Protoss. I'd say, just because like. You know, just dropping everywhere, just doing all that cool stuff. Pretty fun. Right. It does seem like, well, the mechanics are not identically the same, but uh, I think the common joke is that Protoss has the least mechanically inclined race. Um, but I think if you really evenly think about it, all races have their own mechanical strengths and requirements, demands. So yeah. I, I can definitely see. I played, I off race Terran, I off race, you know, Protoss as well, but I, I personally enjoy off-racing Terran more than Protoss. Mm -hmm. Great. All right, so that, that wraps up the player section here. 
Uh, if anybody in chat is hanging out right now and you you think you have uh, some feedback, we're definitely open to feedback for future episodes. Uh, if you think there's a question I didn't ask as a player, I'd, I'd love to hear some additional questions for future episodes. Okay, so let's move on to the streamer section here. Uh, first question, when did you start streaming? Oh boy, I think I started like the very first time I streamed, I think was like November 2019. So a little bit ago. All right, that's a, that's yeah. a long time ago. We're talking Oh yeah. November 2019. Yeah, almost three years yeah. now. In a couple months here, that'll be, that'll be three years. And as, as a streamer, tell me what, when you're playing Starcraft 2, what is your favorite type of stream to do? Do you like try hard where it's very minimal interaction with chat or do you kind of, do you enjoy more being more entertaining with the streaming where you're interacting with the chat as you're playing or maybe even a mixture? Well, that's a good question. I feel like each of those have their like ups and downs. Cause if you're like tryharding, obviously you're putting on good games and I feel like as a, oh yeah, as a viewer, it's pretty fun to watch. And if you're doing like a casual stream where you're like off racing or playing teams, it can be pretty fun to just interact and chill with people. So yeah, it's pretty fun. I tuned into Neurostream recently and his reply about this, somebody I think in his chat was asking about doing a try hard stream. And I kind of agree with his opinion that if you're going to try hard, like if you're really going to try hard at this game, do not stream at all. And I, yes. I, I really think that's the best route ever since I started streaming a handful of months ago this year, uh, well, got back into streaming rather. I don't play anymore without streaming. I, I've somehow gotten into this like zone where if I'm going to play, I'm going to stream at the same time. Oh, so yeah, I, I think too. I think I need to revisit the experience of playing, you know, and not while not streaming, essentially. Mm -hmm. But I, I enjoy a mixture of both. Yeah, me too. Okay, so I've just been streaming off race more. I just try hard off stream. I mean, sometimes I try hard with my off race, but you know, it's more chill. And I have a reason to stream, I guess. Yeah, I think the off race brings the opportunity just like you said, a more chill environment, definitely more relaxing. Um, uh, I only, I only stream at night. That's when I can stream. And, you know, I guess at the end of the day, I want to have a more relaxing game experience, but still playing a game that I enjoy. Yeah. So, and talking about your stream in particular, what is your like affiliate, uh, partner status? Are you, are you affiliate? Are you non-affiliate? Um, yeah, I'm affiliate. I think I got it like a year and a half ago. I think so I've had it for a little bit now. Okay. Yeah, so you, you've been affiliate. Uh, I'm still fairly new to the affiliate game. It's only been a handful of months. So I, I only have one kind of emote for my stream, but it's uh, something that's ex that's exciting and different that I never experienced before. Do you have goals for that, for your, for your streaming or for kind of your affiliate status? Um, yeah, I think every, I mean, getting partner and becoming like a full-time streamer would be pretty sick, but I don't know, just, you know, I don't really think I have like any plans to like grow my stream that much. I don't know. It's just streaming has been less of a priority uh, within these like past couple months, I think. More of a hobby. I, I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's more enjoyable as, as a hobby. I think there's certain people that want to take it and have taken it to that next level. 
where they make it their career. I don't think that's something I'd want to do. The longest stream I've done is maybe three hours and that it, it felt longer than three hours, even three with, hour, yeah. even with little breaks here and there, you know, um, doing some sub channel pushups or just going to the bathroom, getting some water. I'm not sure how people do, you know, 12 hour streams or, uh, Barry, I think earlier this year, unreal amount of streaming, we're talking like 36 hours, you know, beyond 24 hour kind of marathon streamings, it's zombie mode. Yeah, it's crazy. I think uh, my longest stream was like seven hours and it was a cast. It was a while ago, but yeah, it's pretty painful. Seven hours. Yeah, that's that is a long time. And especially for casting, too. Oh, yeah. I casted a couple of kind of amateur Diamond League games earlier this year on stream with uh, Anakitos Mavi. And uh, I that was my first time casting, especially in parallel with streaming. And I I underestimated what what is involved kind of mentally and uh, with, certainly with your voice, with casting. So oh, huge, yeah. huge props to people that cast. Yeah, it's crazy what they do. While we're still on the streaming category here, more of the viewership level, uh, who are your favorite streamers to watch? I know that Twitch has been making a lot of changes for their site recently as far as recommendations, maybe within the, the community that you watch, but um, outside of the community, I think the sidebar has had a lot more, at least for me, variety of outside of StarCraft 2 suggestions to watch. So let's start off with who are your favorite streamers to watch? Oh, I would say if I had to give like a like a top three, I think my at the number one spot is Golden. I like him a lot. I um, usually pin in whenever I have like something crazy, like 200k channel points there. I'm a massive Golden Simp and I do not regret it. Um... I don't know. I mean, I don't really watch Twitch that much, but if I had to go with a couple more people, I have to say, uh, Vindicta, he's pretty cool. I mean, he's pretty funny. <laughs> Yelling at him in chat, just memeing on him. It's uh, very deserved. Um, and Hupsaya, Twitch, uh, Twitch Prime to Hupsaya. Yeah, okay. I'd say that's it. Okay, so we've got Golden, we've got Vindicta, and Hapsaya. Uh, Gold, Golden, for those that don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Golden is a former Korean pro, uh, pretty much turned, I don't know if he's a full-time streamer or a partner, but certainly, at least in the very least, affiliate. Uh, still very high-level player. Uh, I've tuned into his stream a couple times, and he always has the sensational stream title, right, where... It's like, oh yeah. And each time you view it, like you, you'll view it one day, like on a Monday, it's like 400 APM, serial killer. You know, he's very sensational. Wants you to get oh, yeah. enticing, rather type of stream title. And then the next day, like he's streaming on a Tuesday, you'll see like 600 APM, <laughs> you know, Maru killer. Yeah. And he's, he does accentuate that a bit, but. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, also, he doesn't, right? I mean, he's a very fast player. I, I've seen yeah. some of the score screens for his games, and it's it's very, very fast. I, I would say a minimum 400 APM. And well, I mean, you could you could argue Zerg. You know, let's say Zerg inflates APM by 100. I mean, still, we're talking. When I say minimum, it's really minimum 400 APM. I think I've seen some yeah. ZVZs where. Um, 
he was so far behind in Immuta War, and he'll just completely come back because his mechanics are just so remarkably fast. Oh yeah. So that see how uh, fast he is. So that's Golden, and Golden has a mixture. I'd say his English is pretty good. I think oh, his yeah, English his English has improved over the years. Um, and he, not only his stream title, but even his the way his mannerisms are, the way he talks, it's it kind of matches the stream title, right? So it's, it's very yeah, very suitable, very funny. Oh yeah, for sure. And good old Vindicta, we've got Vindicta tuning live in the chat here tonight, so we could briefly talk about <clears throat> Mr. Vindicta, aka Migs. We got a American Terran player here who's actually been, I think he played in DreamHack Valencia, and. Not sure. I, I, I'm losing track of all the tournaments here, but uh, Home Story Cup. I think was he at Home Story Cup too? Um, maybe. <laughs> it looks like we'll have him answer that right now. We'll wait for him in the chat here. But yeah, Vindicta is a Grandmaster League uh, professional Terran player. I think his team is Cranky Ducklings. Yeah. Okay, so he's saying no. I didn't go. Oh, rip. Understandable. I mean, if you went to, if you made the kind of financial and time effort to go to DreamHack Valencia from America. Yeah, Vindicta is a pretty good, uh, I'd say macro player. Pretty solid mechanics and uh, really good multitasking. And I don't even mean that in the sense of the game, but I, maybe you've seen this when you watch him blog, but I've seen him where he'll mute the stream because he needs to actually take a phone call and he has the phone up to his shoulder and he's doing like a two prong drop. He's macroing and he's on the phone call at the same oh, time. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how do you do that? that? That is, I mean, we're talking about arguably one of the hardest multiplayer games in existence. And he's, oh, yeah. he's taking the phone call. He's doing the two drops. He's burrowing the mines. He's, he's doing the double upgrades. He's macroing. And then he yeah. still, he still wins the game. So yeah. prop, how he doesn't props to Vindicta. I mean, I, I play, uh, oh, yeah. I'll off race Terran, you know, and I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a, I don't know. I'm a complete noob here with Terran. So, oh yeah, I'm only like diamond with it. And then probably the least familiar you, you mentioned for me, I'm least familiar with Hepsai. I know he's a Protoss player, but you want to talk more about him? Uh, yeah, Hepsai, he's, uh, quite the guy. He's, uh, pretty good at Protoss. He's, his commentary is, uh, very educational so if you're looking to improve his protoss uh yeah definitely go there definitely knows what he's talking about has that big brain is he a, is yeah. he play cheese style I, I really don't know anything about him or his stream i know he's uh, kind of like gm he's, level right yeah he's like five two i think he's just a standard player okay so it's kind of standard maybe like low to mid gm player at five two mm -hmm. okay Cool. And then last question in the streamer section here. So when you're watching streams, and it, we kind of alluded to this already, it sounds like it's for entertainment, but when you're watching a StarCraft stream, let's say, let's just talk about players, maybe not necessarily tournaments, but like individual, these individual, individual players, are you watching it for entertainment or kind of educational or would you kind of say a mixture? Um, I would say that I just purely watch StarCraft just for entertainment. Okay. And it's interesting that you said you probably, you don't watch as much because I feel like a lot of StarCraft fans and players, if you, 
if you total up the number of hours that a player would watch in a week versus how many hours they play in a week, my guess, my educated guess would be a majority of people, myself included, you watch more than you play, but it sounds like you, you play more than you watch. Is that correct? Oof. I would say like, kind of like, let's say when you're really grinding out the ladder, right? Like when you're really, really grinding out, when you're really actively playing. Yeah. I play way more if I'm actually trying. Well, if I'm actually laddering, I'd say I play way more than I watch. Okay. And one question I did forget, I just thought about here. So which, uh, which server are you playing on? Uh, North America, US West. Okay. So North America. Okay, here, let's move on to the team manager, manager section. So this is a first for the podcast. So I'm really interested to hear this perspective. And we'll start off with uh, what team are you on? I am on team CSO. Chaos Spec Ops. Okay, that was going to be my next question. Chaos Spec Ops. Great. Um, maybe we can save this for last here, plug your team, things like that. But uh, tell me about the role on your team. What's your role? Um, I would say like the main things I do is just like, it's kind of a small part, but I like set up team leagues and like, uh, just like, uh, like a spreadsheet of everybody all their MMR, how many games they play. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So when you, when you say a team league, to me, that sounds familiar, but maybe that might be foreign sounding to some people. You actually mean your team CSO is playing a different team in a one V one format. Correct. It's not like two V twos or you know, 3v3, 4v4. Yeah. Yeah. Some people run team leagues where they, uh, like promote in a ton of leagues join. And it's kind of like a, usually it's like a round Robin. Everybody plays each other. Then like whoever wins more goes on to the playoffs or that team goes on to the playoffs. And yeah, it's just a pretty fun event if they know how to run it properly. Okay. Well, it looks like I, I forgot to disable some of the alerts here. We have a raid from backspace 101. Thank you, sir. Uh, for those that are tuning into the podcast in the future and you hear the Stone Cold Steve Austin what sound, uh, that was a raid from Mr. Backspace. So thank you. Okay, continuing on to talking about the team league here. So that sounds like a lot of manual work. You were saying you you do the spreadsheets of mapping out the MMRs and the players. Uh, is that a lot of manual work? It seems like you're doing kind of cell by cell of looking this up maybe on the different um sc2 pulse you know looking up the mmr and yeah i mean i wouldn't say it's too hard i mean it takes a while just to like go back and forth between everything but it's not like hard it's it's a it's pretty easy it's nice and when you're setting up the team league is it also your responsibility for figuring out uh, because i i played in a corporate league a couple times before a a long time ago actually in the after hour after hours gaming league uh day nine's old league but um is it your role or kind of responsibility to figure out matching like you want to put your best player for that particular opponent um kind of i mean usually now it's like mmr base is usually like three or four mmr slots uh the most recent one we played on there was a 3.3 spot 3.7 spot 4.1 spot and a 4.5 spot and it was like an all kill format so it was mainly just getting people um, 
that was close to the MMR and making sure they were eligible. Okay, so that, that sounds like a pretty smart move from that tournament where each slot is, like you said, MMR focused. Yeah. And continuing on the discussion of the role of the team manager, how did you get that role on your team? Did you have prior experience with a different team or is this your first time kind of being a team manager? Um, yeah, I've had uh, experience before. Before this team, I was on uh, uh, Dome and Atticus Esports before this, and it was more of the same, I would say. So, so my second team, treating me well. Very nice. Shout out to CSO. Go follow them on Twitter. But uh, yeah, uh, not my first time. It's all pretty, you know, like similar stuff. So it's fun. Okay, so similar role from your first team and then your current team. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of going on to the comparison, um, uh, what's your favorite part about this team versus the previous team you were on? Okay. That's, um, okay. Maybe so it's a, last team <laughs> maybe it's a bit of a hot take type of question. Cause we're not trying to put the previous team on blast, but yeah, well, the previous team, uh, shut down. So that's why I left. Okay. So, okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's a little better. Um, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to expose anyone, so. Yeah, we can we can keep it civil here. Um, I mean, that's pretty basic. The pretty basic understanding here that the previous team shut down. That's unfortunate that that yeah, happened. That's about it. We've been seeing that. Uh, we saw that. I saw that recently, actually, about Team NV. I'm not sure if you yeah. saw or heard about that. I think it was W one of the team one of the professional or semi professional leagues that tweeted about it. And this is the team that creator was on so pretty pretty sad story there oh yeah it's unfortunate okay and talking about cso uh, your team who is the favorite player who is your favorite player on the team hmm i would have to go with hmm. either trifax yeah i'd say trifax he's like a six two zig supplies me with replays <laughs> very nice that name sounds familiar. Is he North American Zerg? Uh, no, I think he's uh, European. I think he's Polish. Okay. it's And it's spelled T-R-I-F-A-X. Is that correct? Yeah. But is it like yeah. alternating spelling, I think? Like capital X, something like that? Um, I think so. Maybe. No, no actually. I don't think so. Okay. Could be some point. Oh, yeah, I don't know. So 6-2, that's, that's pretty high up there, even for EU. I think... Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, the top EU is going to be Serral, you know, out of his mind at hanging around 7-5 or something like that, like ungodly yeah. number. But I think if we're talking about the Hero Marines and we're talking about Harstum and uh, Elazer and uh, I'm drawing blanks of additional names here, but 6-2 is up there. I think maybe oh, yeah. mid-6 is top. You're really starting to get the top GM EU. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then maybe this is the an the same answer here, but is there anybody on on your team that you look up to or kind of as a mentor? You talked about Trifax sending you replays. Yeah, I'd have to go with him as well. Very nice. And is it really kind of just the skill difference that you call Trifax a mentor? Uh, yeah, I would say that's uh, pretty accurate. Okay, fair enough. I'll have to look up Trifax. I'm, I'm looking for different zerg perspectives it's good you know it's good to watch 
um, you know, neuro and a lot of the high level Zergs, uh, neuro is a North American Zerg, but especially I'm trying to think who is the, help me name some of the top EU Zergs. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on one of them. Zergs. Lambo. I'm thinking of Lambo. Lambo. Right. Lambo. Yes. Lambo, yes, yes. So yeah, I've, I've watched uh, Lambo on YouTube. Um, others, you know, North American streamer Nero. More recently, I've been watching, uh, who's the other North American Zerg? He has a pretty, sometimes his cat sits on his lap. Oh, Uko. Uko. Yes, yes. I do feel like Uko has something different about his mechanics or like the way he physically plays the game. Uh, but I'll have to check out Trifax and see. Does he stream? Do you know? Um uh i think he does stream but like it's not consistent i think seldom okay okay so i think that wraps up the oh let's do the last question here for team manager do you want to plug your team um maybe explicitly list say out their twitter handles their socials uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out my team, CSO Esports on Twitter. That is at CSO Esport, all one word. And I believe it's the same for Twitch. Yeah, CSO, no. For Twitch, it's CSO underscore Esports underscore TV. Go follow them. Also, go follow me, Blark underscore SC2 on everything. Yeah. Great. Okay, so we're at the second... To last section here. This is the the fan. We're going to talk about you as a fan, Blarg. Who are your favorite pro players? Hmm. Favorite pro players of like all time, or like past or present, or just that's that's a good way to break down the question. Let's start with present. Present. Hmm. It's a good question. I would have to say dark. I mean. I'm pretty much I'm a pretty big dark fanboy. I like him. That's uh, cool stuff. I like the way he plays and definitely would like to uh steady his style a little bit more. I think it was the last season of GSL that we saw Dark do the popularize the Overlord drop of the Lings and was it Maru's main? Like late game? Uh yeah, I think it was Maru and Valencia, I think. Don't quote me on that. Something like that. Right. And I, was it, I saw on the All Things Zerg Discord, I think it was Dark that was doing a late game ZVT with the Broodlords and microing the Broodlings to make oh, them yeah. spawn fast. Is it, was that Dark? Uh, yeah, I think that was him. Okay, so that's that's a pretty unique play that I've never seen a Zerg do with the Broodlords. Oh yeah, for sure. I haven't seen that either. So you asked me a question to my question about favorite player. Uh, maybe go back in the past. Who's your favorite? Maybe a player that doesn't play anymore. Hmm. I would have to say it's either between Stefano or Idra. So I, I'd say like both of them at a time. I think Stefano still plays, but like not as not like professionally. I think. Yeah, I think he even streams not on a regular basis, but. Um, they're both kind of, I would say, bad boys of their era. I mean, especially Idra. Um, oh, yeah. Idra, very, in the, if, for those unfamiliar with Idra, uh, Greg Fields, he came from Brood War, uh, 
transferred directly over to StarCraft to Wings of Liberty. And uh, I think in, in Brood War, he played Terran, but, you know, yeah. in, in StarCraft 2, he played he played Zerg. Played for Evil Geniuses and uh, was well-known for his bad manner in-game. Was well-known for leaving games before the game was over. And in fact, if you take a look back at, I think it was one of the MLGs versus MMA, um, he said GG and left a game where he was still in the game. So, okay. and even there at the classic hallucination game versus Huck, I think Huck hallucinated a bunch of Colossus and Edra thought they were real. So that, that's a bit of humor there too. And then Stefano, I, I, I really remember Stefano uh, kind of late game, master of the late game Zerg, like tier three Zerg units. That's really what I remember about, St about Stefano. Oh yeah, very good control. I like him a lot. Miss him. Okay, so next question here. Which pro tournaments are your favorite? Let's say currently. Just talking current. currently. Yeah, Um, I would have to say that I like Home Story Cup the best. Definitely a lot of memes are produced there. So, yeah, I have to say that. Of course, GSL, some of the dream hacks too. I'd say those are my top three. Okay, so most recently was kind of Home Story Cup. Uh, for those not familiar, Home Story Cup is a European-based uh, tournament uh, hosted by Take TV, and it's it's kind of a home or a house setting or a multi multi-story townhome type of setting. I think there's they have a bar and a restaurant. It's professional production level, but in a more relaxed friends and family type of environment, which really. They have a casting couch. This year they had a a really over-the-top trophy that looked kind of Zerg-esque or at least kind of skeleton theme. A, a very unique trophy. Uh, no spoilers there for those that still haven't seen that. But I would definitely advise anybody out there that hadn't seen the most recent Home Story to Cup to, to go check that out. Oh, yeah. Go check it out. A lot of memes, a lot of funny, high-level gameplay for sure. And, and by memes, for sure. I mean, I think they had like a, a coconut cracking competition this year. That's just one yeah. example of kind of off-topic humor and fun times that they have. And one of my regular viewers, Nish, uh, actually had the opportunity to go fly out to Home Story Cup, be a part of that. I'm very jealous of Mr. Nish. Yeah. Very jealous. <laughs> okay, and on the topic of events uh, how many live events have you been to i i haven't um yeah i haven't gone to any except the the my local ones the one at guildhouse pretty fun it's my first exposure to a land event of any game yeah yeah I, it's been maybe like when was iem san jose that was my i think my last event i went to um i had been to wcs in burbank and I think I've told this in previous podcasts. I won't dive into it too much, but if anybody has the opportunity to go to a live StarCraft event, I would highly advise to do that. And yeah, sure. if we're talking America folks out there, there's still DreamHack Atlanta, which I think is November of this year, which I'll try to make, uh, but we'll see. Are you going to DreamHack Atlanta, Blarg? Uh, yeah, I should be going. So hopefully it's, uh, I'll uh, see everyone there. It's going to be a good time. 
All right, so if you're going to DreamHack Atlanta, make sure you walk up to Blarg. Don't be shy. I know for from personal experience with a lot of these live events, um, you know, you interact with these streamers, you interact with these players on Twitter, on Twitch, social media, and then you get in person and you might get kind of shy or tense. But that's that's really the whole purpose of these events is to really connect with the people you have the common interests with. Um, talk, you know, talk, talk to everybody that you can, because if you really think about it, this game that we play has, has the community has gotten smaller. The the amount of people, if you think worldwide, that play this game, you're not going to run into somebody that plays StarCraft two. Just to you know, you're not going to be walking around town and see somebody at the grocery store. Hey, how's your Zerg gameplay going? You know, it's 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 not yeah. a thing. So nope. I had the opportunity, let's say a couple months ago or about a month ago, uh, to meet um, some drunk Canadian. So he was visiting. And uh, met up with him and Fear Dragon and a personal friend, Funky Town. And it was a great time. You know, we had we had a drink and we just talked StarCraft and talked tournaments. And it was it was like heavenly, you know, because it's different talking online versus in person. Yeah. The, the in person is it's, it's really great. OK, and then talking about events, you said the only event you've been to is Guildhouse, which is a local event and talk, talk to me about local events because yeah, I've been to the professional events, but I've never been to, uh, like a local tournament. Um, yeah, it's has a one here, uh, guild house. It's at a, like a bar place. It has like a bar attached to it. It's pretty nice. It's a lot of high end computers. There's a lot of consoles there. Um, yeah, everybody's really friendly. there. really nice, really nice setup there. Yeah, definitely. If you're in California area, there's a Guildhouse competition. Definitely make the way to come here. A lot of people come, so it's very nice. A lot more than I expected. And they've been pretty consistent with the tournaments. I think at least you told me once, once a month for at least the past couple of months consistently here. So that's really great to hear. Yeah. Especially for an older game like StarCraft, I think we're approaching. Mm -hmm. The game is now, let's say, twelve years old, and that's as far as PC gaming goes. That's that's ancient. I mean, it's, I think we're, yeah. I think we're competing now with how old, how, I mean, Brood War obviously is older, but we're starting to get as, as old as Brood War here. Yeah. And so, uh, Guildhouse, are you playing as a, as a player? Or are you casting? Like, tell me about the most recent experience there. Um, the first two times I went as a player, the first time I got fifth place out of like 10 people. The second time I got, no. First time I didn't do good. Uh, second time I got fifth out of like 13 people. And this most recent time I casted the entire thing. So that was fun. Oh, if they let me, I'll probably just cast because casting's fun. It's easier to make fun of players while I'm uh, <laughs> casting than playing. It's easy and it's fun having that bird's eye view of, you know, he missed a round of Marines or, you know, look at that pathetic supply block. <laughs> and then you go on ladder. <laughs> You go on ladder and you do the same shit yourself. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's fun. And uh, right. let's talk about. I, I saw you tweet recently a picture at Guildhouse throwing up the gang sign. Who are you with there? Um, I was with Patty <laughs> Mac. <Mackin. laughs> I don't think it was a gang sign. I'm just joking there. <laughs> yeah, you can pull up the picture if you want. It's, it, it goes pretty hard, I think. I think it's um a pretty nice picture. But, like, just me and Patty Mac saluting the uh, camera. After my rather pathetic interview with him, after he won it, but yeah, 
it was just us chilling up there for a little bit. Let me pull up that tweet to link to everybody here. I'll link it in the chat right now. All right, there's the link in the chat. Uh, if you're watch, if you're listening to the podcast in the future, uh, check out Blarg's uh, Twitter. It's Blarg B L A R G underscore S C two, and you'll find a picture from August thirteenth of the tournament that he's referring to here with Mr. Patty Mac. And Patty Mac is a professional, or kind of, I don't know if it's professional or semi-professional. Is he Protoss? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a semi-pro. Uh... Protoss hovers around 6k, I think. So, very high level. Yeah, the 6k is... I, I forgot what peak NA GM is. I think it's it's not as high as EU for sure, but it, that's up oh, yeah. there for sure. Yeah, it's very good. Okay. I think that's all I had uh, for the podcast for questions here. We can wrap up the podcast with an outro. Uh, but uh, blog, did you have any questions for me? Um, no, nah, I wouldn't say I have any. Okay, uh, let's for the outro here. I just would like for you to, you know, go ahead, plug your socials, plug your stream, anything you want to, any last words? Um, all right, yeah, I'm uh, blog underscore sc two on every platform. I stream very consistently every day, so come check me out. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, to the Grassroots StarCraft Two podcast, episode three with Blarg. And that concludes the podcast. Take care.